0: Welcome back, Pilgrims. Another dazzling dose on the docket for y'all this week.
1: (laughs) First up, you'll hear about Roofer, hot off a $7.5 million seed round led by Mucker Capital. The company uses AI and drone technology to give its roofing business an edge. And I have to say the ceiling is the roof on this one. It sure feels like (laughs)
0: it, but also Roofer, I hardly know her. (laughs) Moving on. Next, we'll cover Campus, a startup that's transforming higher education by making community college accessible across the country, hot off their $29 million Series A, led by OpenAI CEO Sam Altman and Discord founder Jason Citrone.
1: And lastly, stick with us for a breakdown on PodCastle, the easiest way to create a podcast, and we can certainly be the judges of that. Uh, They just announced a $13.5 million Series A led by Mosaic Ventures. Another
0: great lineup today, partner. Excited to get this one going. Let's do it. Cue the music.
1: It's me here, kid. You gotta just go for it don't think about what comes after or what came before you just gotta bend your knees take a deep breath and
0: jump this is venture pill your weekly dose of startups and venture capital we break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture
1: All right, first company of this week's Dose is Roofer, which just raised a $7.5 million seed round led by Mucker Capital. The round also included participation from several other investors, including alumni ventures. Always love to see them in the action. So in short, Roofer uses advanced AI and drone technology to scan roofs. Haven't seen that application just yet.
0: (laughs) That's a new one for sure. The company was started out of an AI-focused accelerator called HF-Zero. Unlike other AI platforms, Roofer is actually, that's right, you heard it here first, vertically integrated.
1: Slam! Yes!
0: (laughs) Slam that button, baby. Yeah, get it again. (laughs) And that vertical integration is what they believe to be a key differentiator. Of note, they actually recently acquired Bearded Brothers Roofing and Restoration, a company based out of Texas.
1: A rare collaboration between what I'll call a services, residential services business, which I know well working at Interplay, of course, in the different trades like HVAC, but same kind of business and it's literally acquired and now owned and bundled with a technology company. Something we haven't covered before, which was really cool to see. So a little more on how their technology actually works. So they use drones to capture high resolution images of a roof and then their proprietary algorithms analyze those images to then provide the company with insights on the damage, the level of damage, the roof lifespan and whether a repair is needed or maybe a full replacement. So that analysis that allows them to more efficiently Mm -hmm. look at a roof, they're not risking people injuring themselves getting up on a roof or even the risk of damage, walking on a roof could damage it further. Uh, so they're mit- mitigating and minimizing those risks and making it a more efficient process for them to just have an edge over, you know, the traditional roofing companies, I guess, down with small roof. <laughs> it's our first down with small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an exponentially
0: more efficient company, definitely the type of startup we like to cover on Venture Pill. Their target market to start is residential homes. But they are starting to expand into multifamily and commercial, more enterprise target markets as well.
1: Yeah, start to increase that contract value. And I think I would, I would imagine there's even more efficiencies to be gained in the commercial mm-hmm. and, and large building space. Um, so that's exciting. And, and specifically, they're based out of Arlington, Texas, just up the road. And they're actually using this funding round to expand operations down into ATX the Austin area. So with that, they service a couple dozen Texas counties in totality today uh, in the DFW and Austin metro areas.
0: And so the startups team consists of several prop tech industry veterans, and they set out to follow in the footsteps of the likes of Airbnb, one of the crown jewels in the prop tech sector for venture capital.
1: Certainly certainly a poster child, and mm-hmm. not to say that they have the same business in, in you know, many ways, but I think just the success and and the prop tech being the comparison, and I think uh, they're set to really blow the roof off of this thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) Um, On a serious note, one thought I (laughs) I just had, uh, merging the concept here with Roofer and the trend we've highlighted over the course of VenturePill, which is preventative maintenance, I could see a potential expansion here where maybe they're not going out and fixing roofs but or com- er, but but customers whether it's small residential homes or probably more like a big commercial real estate site instead just paying the service to routinely once every six months let's say like monitor the roofs and assess if it even needs repair how long till the next repair maybe they can start forecasting like you know how long how long until they need to expend Roofers,
1: hi- roofers hiring, uh, I, th- I think they could really use, like, <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. I, I do wonder, though, like, just to further riff on that, riff on the roof. <laughs> 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 um, if if that would be a big opportunity to, you know, similar to treads, like, uh, just, a, just a small subscription amount for preventative maintenance, are they going to make more money and, and involve more people or potentially cr- recruit more customers into their ecosystem? that's that's one side of it but the other side is do they want to do the preventative maintenance or is the real money in the replacements and the Mm -hmm. big repairs so i wonder if they're incentivized to do that or not but ultimately i think it is it would outweigh that potential higher revenue um, center in in replacements and just bringing more people into the ecosystem and and being this company that helps you. And then if there is a repair that's needed, who are they going to go to? Right?
0: Yeah. I'd say maybe if that's a good point. So maybe if not preventative maintenance, maybe just a roof assessment component of Mm -hmm. the company where they say, you know, they, they have these drones that analyze how your roof looks and they say, your roof is good for 10 years. Like, don't worry about it. But in, you know, start preparing for in 10 years or however long, you know, whatever the date may be, start preparing to have to replace or fix this roof.
1: True. I think one more thing is like, could they just, fly those things up and down the block every neighborhood in Texas and just gather the data on these roofs. Like, is that, is that legal? I I wonder because then then they have the data and then they can target. Yeah. I don't know. It probably, but yeah, boy, we need to get in the brainstorm room with these guys. (laughs) We got some questions, (laughs) but regardless, I think there's a lot of ways. I like that you brought that up because there's a lot of ways they could take this. Mm -hmm. Um, The vertical integration is a key differentiator, sure. But like the growth opportunity and the innovation and the subscription model, like kind of combining a lot of things that could be really interesting. Yeah.
0: Well, they just raised their seed round. So hopefully they have a long life ahead of them and the opportunity to think about all these different billion dollar ideas Mm -hmm. we just came up with. Yeah, (laughs) you're welcome. (laughs) But okay, great riff on roofer. Let's move on to our second company in this week's dose, which is Campus a company that's transforming higher education by making community college accessible across the country and that just secured a $29 million Series A led by OpenAI CEO Sam Altman and Discord founder Jason Citrone. Other investors in the round also included Figma founder Dylan Field, as well as Peter Thiel's Founder Fund, Rethink Education, Precursor Ventures, Shaquille O'Neal of note, (laughs) uh, but also many more, another company with an extensive cap table.
1: Yeah, another another great one there. And so to set the scene, and we've covered education on countless occasions. It's certainly one of our shared passions, but a a little background here. For over a century, obtaining a four-year college degree has been hailed as an effective means of achieving the American dream. It's even been, you know, kind of, kind of expected as the method and what you're expected to do regardless of what you want to, or if you don't know what you want to do, you kind of just go in and you're expected to go college, go to college, and that is if you can afford it. However, the rising cost of tuition has now exceeded the average household income. That's crazy. So the math doesn't add up. This has obviously resulted in a huge crisis in the student debt uh, that our country faces, um some people's paying off debt, you know, from college decades later.
0: Yeah. And so as a result, there's been an increasing demand for alternatives that can provide students with these necessary college-learned skills. Uh, Unfortunately, once-promising online programs, which were definitely a big thing on the rise, or have been a big thing on the rise. University of Phoenix. (laughs) University of Phoenix, DeVry University. These once-promising online programs like massive open online courses Have completion rates of less than five percent. Even the traditional community college falls short of meeting students needs as less than half of the students who attend these institutions complete their two-year degrees within six years. So obviously something's got to change here and and to double down on the rising cost of tuition and how it has put a lot of people in debt, Higher education is so expensive that American students have racked up $1.7 trillion in debt, with a T. The average cost of attending a four-year school is about $26,000 annually for a public in-state school and about $55,000 a year for a private school. And that's just tuition, you know, room and board and meals, and that's just—it it only point, gets worse from there.
1: $1.7 trillion to put it into— Venture Pill terms—that's a 1.7 million unicorns worth of debt. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> that's insane. Um, it's hard to fathom that amount of money. That's um, enough
0: unicorns to circle the Earth's circumference t- twice. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can't. I can't beat that. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, anyway, getting getting back more serious because this this is a really cool solution to obviously one of the One of the biggest problems that our country faces. Campus is about maximizing access to world-class education, regardless of one's background or household income. And this is a quote. We're making higher education more accessible, more affordable, and more relevant to the real-world challenges and opportunities that students face today. And that's from the founder of campus, Tade Oyurinde. Hope I didn't butcher that. But campus, which is an accredited college, offers online and in-person classes with top-tier professors from leading universities, all while minimizing out-of-pocket costs to students.
0: Right, and so unlike most traditional community colleges, its online degree programs, called Campus Scholars Programs, are taught by a network of professors who also teach at leading universities and HBCUs, such as Princeton, Spelman, UT Austin, heyo! Hook'em, baby! vanderbilt and more some real leading institutions and the tuition for these programs is seven thousand two hundred dollars per academic year enabling many students to forego out-of-pocket tuition expenses this tuition can be fully covered by a federal pell grant for those eligible to receive that grant but yeah about seven thousand dollars for an academic year that's incredible that is disrupting college like in a major way
1: yeah and that the quality and the passing rates, co- you know, combining everything together, it's truly amazing. In addition, I think this is just as cool. Like, Every student is getting a free laptop, free Wi-Fi, unlimited tutoring, and individual support coaches. That's awesome. So there's no excuse. I, I mean, you got to come up with that money, sure, but that's way less, and you'd be in way less debt if you do have to fund it with loans. Mm-hmm. And also on the faculty side, campus provides an opportunity to supplement existing teaching income, Uh, The average campus professor has increased their annual income by 20%. Wow. So they pay uh, about $8,000 per class for professors, which is about double the national average for adjunct professors. So as you kind of deemed it, like kind of like the gig economy for professors makes some additional supplemental income. Yeah,
0: super cool. Like you you have this expertise in being a professor. Why not use it in these on-demand online classes? Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And as you noted, actually, a lot of these professors are former students that are probably paying off debt so Mm -hmm. in more ways than one this is like helping alleviate a lot of debt related college uh issues that have arisen from our current higher education system
1: i don't know why that's just popped in my head but like in my mind i'm thinking about like a whirlpool like you know when you and your friends are in a pool and Mm -hmm. you all run in a circle of course we've all been running in that same direction for for that all these decades that 100 years right and campus is stepping in like someone's stopping and they're like yeah, really just fighting against that <laughs> that current yeah and uh maybe soon enough we will will be able to swish it around the other way wow and um eliminate student debt i don't know
0: that was an abstract analogy <laughs> you just made, but I see it. I don't it.
1: know why that. I don't know why that came into my head.
0: I appreciate you sharing it, though. I see it too. I I I agree. Um, we're big on campus for sure. Mm-hmm. Bullish on campus, uh, and so to close out on campus, just some notes on the student body and traction. Currently, campus has about 850 students across 30 states enrolled. More than 80% of the students are female, and many of which are from underrepresented populations. Additionally, most campus students also work at least 10 hours a week, so it's a part-time educational thing, but th- those wages that are earned at work can be used Absolutely. to offset that $7,200 in, in tuition for a year, mm-hmm. so it makes sense. And then getting into traction, in the first quarter of this year, more than 1,500 students applied to campus, and despite being relatively young, campus boasts a 61% graduation rate, which is double the national average we've listed a ton of stats that we love this might take the cake as the most impressive and hell yeah stat that this that this young startup has to offer
1: amazing i mean they're just they're just doing it better like like you said there were some failed programs maybe the timing's better now with better internet better access to computers and they're just found a way to make it extremely affordable that's amazing um uh, one thing that they're missing though there's no football <laughs>
0: damn you're right no football (laughs) there is one note they actually do have one campus in sacramento california i believe so there is an in-person component maybe there's a gym in sports i don't think there's an official football (laughs) team but yeah aside from that they're doing everything they can to mimic the college experience and i mean i think the company's really attacking with it's a two-pronged attack on some major issues with again like The educational system which is impacting the youth of America. So A, they're making it more affordable for people to get this higher education good for students, but also professors, right? Like something I think about a lot is just how poor distribution of income amongst all the different fields that we have, you know, and I'm not taking away from doctors, lawyers, athletes, actors, whatever, but professors and teachers are so egregiously underpaid and when you think about the impact that they're having on the future of America or you know our brightest young future mm-hmm. why are they being paid you know pennies on the dollar compared to these other professions so the concept of this gig economy role and also just paying professors more is is hard to not get behind
1: absolutely yeah flipping the model on its head and again private industry capital markets venture capital coming to the rescue right mm-hmm. i mean Ideally, we say, yeah, the government should just make education system better, but that it's a mess, right? Yeah. We need some in- innovations, some exciting new ideas. And who knows? Like when, when we're having kids and they're going into college, campus could be a top option. Like yeah. who knows what happens in the next couple of decades, much less this year as they're already having that success. So yeah, for amazing. For our, for
0: our future wallet's sake, I hope it's a top, <laughs> I hope it's a top option.
1: True. All right, third and final company of this week's dose is called Podcastle, which just raised a $13.5 million Series A led by Mosaic Ventures. This round also included participation from RTP Global, Sierra Ventures, and Squarespace CEO Anthony Casalena, among some other individuals. Now, Podcastle claims to be the easiest way to create a podcast. And as I said in the intro, we can be the judges (laughs) of that. So basically, they're a web-based platform uh, that enables creators like us to record, edit, enhance, transcribe, and publish podcasts with unmatched simplicity. It sounds it sounds great.
0: Yeah, this is. I mean, we're in a podcast episode talking about a podcast-based startup. <laughs> Feels like a black mirror almost. But yeah, and also as we've said many times, we're generalists. A lot of technology gets goes over our head. You know, we're not trying to be something we're not. If there is one thing we do have somewhat of an expertise it's in, somewhat. it's podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this one's definitely in our wheelhouse and excited to break down the product. Stick with me here. It's extensive, but it is a recording studio that offers high-quality recording similar to Riverside, which is what we use. And easy way to think of it is just Zoom for podcasters so you can record the audio and do a mm-hmm. couple other features. And that's that-
1: another venture-backed company from right. Alexis Ohanian and right. 776. Right. Shout out, well. mm-hmm. shout
0: out, Alexis. Mm-hmm. On top of the recording studio, it's also got an audio editor, which is easy to use online and comes with a free library of royalty-free music. A video editor, which is an all-in-one spot to easily mark highlight-worthy clips, similar to Descript, which we use. Um, mm-hmm. And again, for a lot of podcasts, as we know, it's all about getting those clips out, right? Spread the word, right. get on social media.
1: Descript, another venture back. We covered them earlier this year I want to say or or last year I want to say so certainly yeah I mean we we use we use those these are two products
0: we use like every day every week Uh, on top of that they have they offer revoice which is AI generated audio using your voice I think Descript also has a feature Mm -hmm. like this but really cool um, capability for for a podcast service to have And then lastly, they have a hosting hub, which is where you can publish your podcast to all these different networks, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, similar to Transistor, which once again, we use. So we're Mm -hmm. covering three products now. And lastly, there is an iOS mobile app, which allows you to record on the go. This is as comprehensive as it gets. As people who have been grinding out a podcast for two years, I can't really think of anything that they're missing on this list
1: no i mean they're they're really covering it all and it's a pain a little bit was for at least for us to compile all these and figure out what works and i think that's the pain that they're the exact pain that they're addressing here is for especially for someone that hasn't done this before have it all in one place not only that but make it very easy to use and what's cool is with the pricing options you can use this for free of course you're not going to get all the all the features that we mentioned but for one creator if you want to start a podcast use, use Podcastle Like it's a free version. You get to use unlimited audio recording and editing and hosting and publishing. Like you can start a podcast for free. Yeah. It's, and they'll probably make it very easy. Of course, you're going to be limited on video and AI features, but if you end up wanting to pay for something like that, you can do their storyteller package, which is 1199 per creator per month. Everything in the basic package I just mentioned, plus AI audio editing, more video recording hours, um, the music library you mentioned, and also some some, uh, some transcription hours, and then the pro version, twenty three ninety nine per creator per month. Uh, everything in Storyteller plus the revoice feature you mentioned, things like filler word detection, which we clearly um don't need <laughs> um, <laughs> <or>. <laughs> as well as more video, more transcription hours, and AI generated episode summaries, as well as priority customer support. Now my mouth's watering a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Investors, sounds, uh, possibly us. <laughs> yeah, this sounds good. This sounds we may really have to check good. it out. Um, yeah. So pretty cool.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's your classic freemium model. But truly, if you are on the fence of starting a podcast, but you don't know, you know where to do your recording and how to publish, you got no more excuse. We're giving you the secret sauce here. Free game. Try the basic version. Hopefully, or I imagine you'll like it. And then, yeah. As you're ready to take the next step, maybe start expanding that wallet to 12 bucks a month.
1: And also just a quick thing, like if, if you're looking to start a podcast, I can say Brandon and I would be happy, more than happy to help, like provide some words of wisdom, tell okay. you about the the mistakes that we made, things to avoid. Honestly, start here. Like we wish we would have had something like this that mm-hmm. just told us what to do. I'm sure they've got, you know, great best practices and, and content to help you out. Um, but seriously let us know if you try it and we'd love to help promote your podcasts and, and help you out. So inspiring yeah. the next generation of podcasters. Yeah, dude. I love that. Why <laughs> have we not we I feel like we haven't said that before. No, we've never said that. Love but that. we're saying it now. <laughs> we're
0: saying it now, better late than never to the next a thousand episodes. But getting back to podcastle, gonna close out with some traction. They claim to have one million creators using their tools already. That's incredible. They saw 10x growth in their product for teams since last summer. Mm-hmm. Clearly, a big differentiator here is that they are the one-stop shop we mentioned it's combining like three plus platforms we use, mm-hmm. uh, all vertically integrated into one buzz buzz, buzz, buzz indeed, <laughs> all vertically integrated into this one easy to use platform with an app and all these capabilities. And so moving forward, they will use this fresh capital to continue to invest in building out their offering for teams, as well as better features for clip generation and more AI tools.
1: You and I are going to check this out. Like, this this mm-hmm. sounds great, but... I will say, though, we're, we're used to, and we're locked in to a certain extent, to the subscriptions that we pay. Yeah. Um, so there is a bit of the switching cost that, that they might have to overcome for existing podcasts. I think they're going to have to focus on the new podcasts. Get these people in the door with the freemium model. Hopefully they, they like what they see and, and they grow their podcasts and mm-hmm. then they get into the, the paid subscription. I think that's where they're going to see most of their growth. It's going to be hard. I don't know. I mean, we, we made a switch once before from our hosting platform. Um, it's it's just an inkling of caution that, that, that I have about the success of the Because yeah. getting into that market with the switching costs, I don't know. But we'll definitely be looking into it uh, in more more detail. Yeah. You know,
0: removing ourselves from the equation, super cool product that PodCastle is offering. Excited to see where this one goes. They already have a million creators using the platform, so something's working, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, excited to see what the future holds here.
1: All right. Well, another great Dose partner uh wrapping up with a little podcast love. So yeah. <laughs> with that, share our show, you know, show us some love. Uh, we love yeah. you guys. Um We really do. In the spirit of love, I think this comes out the day after Valentine's Day. Oh, it last episode does. Uh Well, love is still in the air. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna keep this in because, you know, we forgot to say it in the last episode. Yeah. Um, consider us your Valentines if you don't have that special someone. Next, you know, day after Valentine's blues. Listen, listen to Venture Pill. We we love you. <laughs>
0: we got your back always. <laughs> but yeah, appreciate y'all tuning in this week as always, and you'll
1: know where to find us next week. Take care. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital, and as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. See you next time. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Fix my vibes a little low key. Okie dokie, that's alright, but wait. I don't know how
0: to do things this. That-